Welcome to Life Curious Women, where you will find honest conversations exploring women's experiences learning, growing, and healing. I'm your host, Ashley Nadine Lopez, and I'm excited for you to join our collective learning experience. Welcome back, Life Curious Women listeners. I am so excited to have you back this week. This week, we have Fia James. And if you haven't heard of her, then you need to go on TikTok and follow her right now. She is a comedic content creator during the day and a musician at night. And no, unfortunately, she does not do parody songs. (laughs) We get into how her career began just when she was about 15 years old, when she blew up on Vine. And how she has been able to transition to making content creation her full-time job by being a super hilarious creator on TikTok. She gets honest about the pressure that comes with being a successful content creator. Everything from worrying about numbers to internet bullies. And lastly, we chat about her musical career and her future plans with balancing both. And some extra special news is her first single, Still Need to Know, is releasing on March 10th, so make sure to mark your calendars. I'm excited for you to hear all about her journey. Take a listen. Thank you for joining me today. I'm I'm really excited to talk. We haven't talked in a while, so I can't wait to hear what you've been up to over the last couple of years. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I know. I feel like the last time I saw you, we were in college. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to just start with talking about like who you are as a person and it doesn't have to necessarily do with like your job, just just anything to give our listeners an idea of. Yeah, sure. Uh, So my name is Fia James. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. I went to school at Johnston Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island. And yeah, and now I'm on TikTok and I do a little bit of comedy. I do a little bit of music. Uh, I'm kind of all over the map and trying to figure out which way to go on this (laughs) magical journey we call life. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So when you were in school, what were you studying or like, what did you have? What was your plan at that point? I was actually studying media comm and I wanted to originally go into film. So like my, my junior or going into senior year summer, I actually went out to LA and I like got this internship at this little production company and I didn't love it, but I did like some PA out there and kind of just felt out what I wanted to do. And yeah, and so I kind of had this in in my mind that, oh, I'm going to go into the film industry, like I want to be on the backside of the film, you know, I want to, I want to do production, like I don't want to be in front of the camera. And then things just like, naturally changed in a way, but like the camera became a a, a phone. (laughs) So (laughs) it's funny how that that worked like that. (laughs) I, from what I know on your background was that Mm -hmm. you started with vine and you like started doing comedy yeah. on yeah. and then you were successful on there so can you tell us a little bit about that did you start on vine or like were you doing things before vine 
No, I start. I started fresh, like a fresh 16 year old on Vine. I think I was 16 or 17. And I remember hearing about the app through Twitter or something. And I was like, six second videos. That's insane. Like, let me try it. And then I started doing it. And everybody in my high school, I was like, hey, guys, letting you know now, like this app is about to blow up. And they were like, yeah, okay." And then like not even two days later, like everybody had it. Um, And so I just like started coming up with little skits. And it's crazy to think about, like to think back about that and how I had to fit a little skit in a bit into six seconds like the challenge, like Jesus. But yeah, so I started doing that and I started entertaining myself by just making silly comedic vines. And then came to like, at the time, like 80 something thousand followers. And then it shut down, unfortunately. But like, that was just like my form of entertainment for myself for the longest time. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. So then Okay. So you, so you do that, that all happens. And then you're now in school, whatever. And then TikTok happens. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So we got Vine shuts down RIP. Um, and then like, I feel lost forever. No, I, I, I did a little bit of YouTube. <laughs> I was like, what do I do? Cause I do like making videos, but I don't know if my effort is there enough to like edit a full YouTube video. And at the time it was like, what, 2014. So like YouTube was big, like YouTube was yeah. the source. So I made a couple of videos and I didn't really get quite into it because of college. And I, you know, I went off to college, you know, fine shut down. Okay. So then there's like probably what, four years in between or something, get out of college. I got like a, a bartending job and I was bottle serving and I was like, ah, what do I do with my life? Like, what do I want to do? I want to save up a bunch of money. I want to travel all that. And then, um, my little sister who's nine years younger than me, she was on this app called musically. And like, <laughs> she was so funny on it. Cause she was just like lip syncing all the time. And I thought it was the silliest thing. I was like, oh, what a child app. <laughs> and then, and then they, <laughs> and they renamed it to TikTok. And I remember I was so bored. I came home really late at night after um, a night at work. So it was like four o'clock in the morning and I was wired. And I was like, let me try this TikTok thing. Like, I just want to see. And I made a stupid little lip sync video, but try to make it funny. And then from there, it was like, oh, this is cool. And then, yeah. And then I just kind of started being my Vine self on this new TikTok app. And what this, was this pre-COVID? This was pre-COVID. So this is 2019. This okay. was like maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019 or like just turned 2019 January. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So did a lot of your followers from Vine find you on TikTok? Yeah, which was crazy. Still to this day, people are still finding me, which is really cool because that's how I felt about the people I followed on Vine that like Liza Koshy and like all of like David Dobrik and Sean Mendez and like Nash Grit, all those people really did something with their Vine career. And like, I remember, oh, I never did anything with Vine because I was like a child. But yeah, so I was like, damn. And then I I found them all on TikTok again. I was like, wow, this is like deja vu. 
And so to this day, like people are still finding me from Vine, which is so cool because it's just such a nostalgic feeling. And like, it was such a community. Like TikTok is different than Vine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was so elite. Like, yes, it was. It was. Oh my god, I, the hours I spent on Vine, like, which is ridiculous because there's so such short videos. But I would just be there, like, yep, laughing my ass off on on Vine. Okay, so now you're on TikTok and you're doing the thing. Mm. And how do you feel like you know your purpose? And how is this fueling that? How is that? How is this adding to like what you want to do in in the world? How it's filling my purpose. That's like a really good question. Cause I feel like when I started on this app, I was a single, very lost 23 year old, 24 year old. Um, I just got out of a really bad breakup and what I do with myself and to heal is humor. And how I do that is just through telling jokes or going off of on a bit. And I felt like my purpose at that time was definitely, and, it, and it, we were going into this time of a pandemic as well. So like my purpose was to make people feel, um, you know, what's the, like, I, I guess my, I was trying to make people feel like they weren't alone with making fun of themselves, like the self-deprecation, uh, the awkward flirting, like all of that was like not put on, like that was just me. And I feel like sometimes people on TikTok put these characters on and like, I was just truly trying to be exaggerated. Like I was exaggerating myself a little bit. Um, and I think people really liked that because it was relatable and it was like, oh my God, that's something I, I can actually understand and like get. And so that was like my purpose. And it was just to make people laugh. And especially during such a trying time, like everybody was so confused. Nobody knew what the next week was going to be. Um, and so for a little bit of like distraction, I, I wanted to put some smile on some faces. Um, and then that lasted, you know, another two years. And now I would say my purpose is to use this platform to educate like young women about mental health, uh, empowering each other, anything with like healthcare benefits. Like I really, I really do care about that. And now that I have it, I'm like, okay, I can like speak about this while also making you giggle. You know what I mean? Like I, I gotta love, I gotta love giggling. So I love your content. Like I die. Still, I think one of my favorites to this day was the one where <laughs> you're talking about going on a date and you're, and they're like, yeah, but like, what about his personality? You're like, well, he's tall. <laughs> yeah. That was like prime single Sophia. And I was like, Hey, cause I, yeah, it was just, I, I, I thought about everything I could at that time in my life because I was so alone. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, no, those are, again, I was so bored out of my mind. I thought I wrote all of those ideas down and I was just like, my drafts were like over 900. So, so I was going to ask you a little bit about like your process of it. Like, is it more consistently doing it where you're like, okay, I'm going to film X amount, um, these weeks, or is it more sort of spontaneous? It, you, it started with like spontaneity. Like it started with like, as soon as I get an idea, I'll go, I'll go ahead and I'll film it. 
now it's much more calculated just because like, I kind of have to be now because the algorithm completely changed. Like it was, it's not like how it was on TikTok as well as Instagram. So it was like, I really had to change with the times as well. And I was so reluctant to do that. So in order to, to grow, essentially, like you have to go with the flow. And so now I would say my process is much more calculated. I really do brainstorm bits and ideas for jokes. One of my favorite things to do is like this me to me skit that I always do, where it's like somebody's doing something really awkward or like it's two people talking to each other. Um, I liked, I'd like to think that like, I have sort of this like sarcasm, judgy, older sister vibe to my own video, like to myself so that I like check, I can check myself, but yeah. So it's kind of, it's, it's very much calculated now. It's organized now. I used to be so disorganized. Like I just have to be now. So yeah, I got to write it all down. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really interesting. Cause I feel like I, even I struggle with that where I'm like, Oh, I'm trying to like do things. And then I'm like, I have, literally the only way is to just consistently be posting and I I'm like I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna do that and it's literally the only way like (laughs) it's hard no it's so hard I will say like I feel like when I started this it was so fun because it was new and it was something different and it was like vine and everybody kind of had an idea of it but nobody really knew what to do with it but I will say it has changed over the last two years, not in the most positive way, I would say for me. So like we talk about like calculating, like posting and things like that. And it's like, yeah, you have to be stay consistent. But at the same time, it's like sometimes mentally I'm not in the headspace to like crack a joke. You know what I mean? And it gets a little difficult when I know I should be posting, but, you know, I'm not feeling great you know what I mean? Like, and not physically, like mentally, like I didn't wake up in a great mood. I don't feel goofy today. Um, and I'm not the type of person that can like really fake it. Cause I feel like if I do, my audience will be like, okay, that was a low hanging fruit joke. Chill out. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I feel like all of your content always comes across really genuine. So like, I get that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That, that's what I want, like, you yeah. Know. I, I just hope people can, I just want people to relate to it and like, get it. And if, the, if you don't, that's okay too. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, like, how do you feel, you know, spending so much time online and like doing, you know, TikTok, Instagram, all of it. How do you feel that that itself affects your mental health and mm-hmm. what are the positives of it? And then what are sort of like the negatives of it? And then how do you deal with those like negative days when it comes to like, you know, having to have that online presence or even like from what I understand is like constantly having people, you know, commenting or messaging and like those kinds of of things too. Like, how do you deal with all of that? I think the positives of being on social media and like having this, like become somehow my career is, is the fact that like, oh, I get to work from home. I, I'm my own boss, you know, like, the, you know, I get to, I get to make people laugh. I get to do what I want on my own schedule. I think those are, I'm so grateful for this being my job, like getting to call it even that. Um, 
but I would say like, there are negatives that I don't necessarily talk about because it, I don't want to seem ungrateful for it. And I feel like there's so many worse things going on in this world and and, in other people's lives that like, I don't really have um, the chance or the need to be like, guys, I'm upset too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like, I'm fine. Like I'm absolutely fine. Are there days where I'm struggling because of my job? Absolutely. I, I carry so much weight and pressure on myself if I lose followers or if I do that. And I think it's so stupid that I base my happiness off of an, of a number. I think it's the dumbest thing, but at the same time, it's what is making my money. (laughs) So it's like, you know, and dealing with comments and dealing with people and like, dude, I friggin' toss out the block button. Like it's my friggin' job. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I do. And I'm like, if you're, if you're being mean, I don't know who's still mean on the internet, like get a job. I know. Uh, like, I just would never go out of my way to be like, Hey, this was awful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I think it's a, it's a very fine line in explaining, you know, how you feel with this sort of job. Because I really think that like, I, I don't love, I don't love calling myself an influencer. I don't, because I don't think I influence well. I really don't. It's so funny. I think I'm the worst. Can I swear? Am I allowed to swear on this? Okay. I'm the worst fucking influencer. <laughs> like, dead serious. I, I, and I often compare all the time and I'm like, oh my God, like, that person's doing that. That's sick. Oh, that person just got that. Oh, that's sick. Like, I'm so happy for everybody, but I'm also like, wait, what am I doing wrong? Oh, I'm not good at that part. Like, you know what I mean? So yes. I, but I've also like kind of accepted that about myself. And I kind of like that about myself where I'm like, I really can't sell a Marc Jacobs bag. You know why? Cause I literally don't know how to dress myself like that. So like, <laughs> So it's kind of just become this, it's, it's a work in progress. It's a trial and error situation for me, but I'm finding my own niche and I think I am having a good time doing it. Yeah. And I, like, I will say to all of that, I think that those, all of those feelings are so valid. And I I think that like often people want to dismiss those sort of like concerns and they want to like shit on influencers and like all these things. But I, I don't remember where I read this, but I think it was an article or something. And, you know, it's like the original influencers were all women. Right. And so it, it it's almost like anything women do, it's like we want to like shit on them for it, mm-hmm. whether that's like being obsessed with like, you know, horoscopes or like loving reality shows or like whatever it is, it's like. We always, as a society, find a way to be like, "Ugh, that's so annoying," you know. <laughs> and it's like, where's that coming from? Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. when you realistically look at the things that you're doing, it's like, of course, the numbers are going to affect you. Because if you had a normal business, that's what would affect you—the numbers, you know. Yeah. And like those, those are indicators of things that are sometimes out of your control, but they're they're that's data. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's like, it makes sense why that would 
affect you because this is your business and this is your job. So like if you were working in an office where they're like, oh, we need this, this and that. And like, you're not getting the numbers you need. Like that's kind of the same thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a really good way to put it. I actually never put it like that. So really, <laughs> but yeah, it's true. great point. I also, well, I feel like with women now more than ever, especially on TikTok, I will say, I have just, I think the funny thing with TikTok is that you've realized, and this has been said so many times, these are not my own words. Like you've never thought your own thoughts because everybody else is like the same. And really TikTok has shined such a light on that, but more so with women, I have found, you know, with the way women think or the way women celebrate, or they talk to each other, it is like, I've, I've gained such insight on, on other women, on other individuals, that it's just such a, like, they're so beautiful. Like, and I really feel like now more than ever is such a supportive time for women and individuals of all kind. but like, really like, that's just how I feel. And I just think like, we find just beauty in the most simple things. And, um, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to to see that without this app in a way, just well, because it expands your network, you know? Yeah. It's a, ne- it's a network, but it's also like people are just like so vulnerable. It's very inspirational. Yeah. I agree with you. And I think TikTok really opened that door. Cause I feel like Instagram was, is like, you know, the like sort of wrapped up in a bow mm. and then TikTok kind of opened the door for more like real and like raw and sort of like not as polished as, as Instagram. Yeah. 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 I agree. How do you feel like, how is like the acting world compared to like social media, like for you and and being a woman, like, is there, are there comparisons that are there? Yeah. I, I think that like, it's one of those things where like social media isn't really necessary to be an actor, but it definitely helps. <laughs> like, I, I think that like, you know, it's a conversation that actually gets brought up a lot in in, act, in the acting world where they're like, oh, like, do you need a social media presence? Do you like need to have followers? You need to this, that, and that. And a lot of times like casting directors are like, mm, not really, it's not really a thing, but there are also some casting directors that are like, we do look at your social media, but like, we don't want it to be like just all acting like that. We want to see you as like a person. So I think like in that way, that's how like social media plays a role. It's like, I, I think it helps to have a presence because people do. The reality is everyone is looking people up on social media. That's yeah, just yeah. the reality. But um, in terms of just sort of like that networking and like, you know, seeing women supporting women, like I think definitely that's huge. Like I think, I've met a lot of, like, there's a lot of actors that I don't know in real life who are just uh, met via social media on TikTok and on Instagram. And they're all women. <laughs> like, they're, they're all women. It's all women who have followed me or I follow them. And and specifically, I try to find, like, a lot of women of color in the industry, too. And so I think that, like, I see that, too, where, like, a lot of them you know, I've had women reach out to me and like say like, oh my God, I love this or that. And, and on TikTok, I started to post more 
this past year and I found a bunch of like actors on there and it's it's just really cool to like see that and be able to see everyone going through their own journeys and and stuff like that and for me like I tried to be as like open about what it actually means to be a creative because I think a lot of times people want to be like oh it's so glamorous and I'm on set and it's like Mm. no no like most of the time I'm bartending (laughs) yeah you know so there's such a like the thing about I feel like acting that has changed is like now more than ever there's a sense of community that like you're it's like maybe back more in the day like it was more an individual thing it was more of like okay like I gotta get there I got like my own path like I can talk to other people but this is my own path and I think it's really cool because of social media like you can speak with other women or other actors and and you know ask for help or yeah totally no like all of that I think that's so cool yeah that and and it's expanded what acting even is because like you're doing is acting you know what I mean like yeah yeah you know and so it's like it's open the doors for everyone to be able to be creative and Mm -hmm. I think that's like sick like I think you really have to be able to understand how to translate, you know, comedy or like whatever, mostly comedy, you know, via like a video like TikTok, because like so many creators have done just so many like interesting things with the way, like you said, like talking to yourself and like things like that, where it's like, those are just like such niche and like funny things that you don't, you can't really get that in a different medium. Like Mm. maybe YouTube, but like, TikTok is where you can do that. Like you're not doing that on SNL. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. Okay. So now you've dedicated like your this is your job. This is what you're doing, like to support yourself. How long did it take you to get there to be able to just focus on doing content creation and all that kind of stuff? Honestly, not too long, I think, because I joined it right when all of like the TikTok stars started becoming something. So like, I don't know, like, I think, I think it was just the timing of it was like, I was in the right slot. And what happened was I was approached by an agency and I signed with them uh, and I've been with them for the last two years. So it was very, it was pretty early on. I think it was 2020, 2020 or 2021, I forget. And from there, I mean, I was prior to being signed, it was, I was doing my own negotiation. I was doing my own deals. I was kind of hustling. Cause it was like, I was unemployed. Like I was on unemployment. I was a bartender. I was a bottle server. Like I yeah. was, I was making all this money and then, you know, zip it's all gone. Um, so what do I do now? I'm, I'm being funny on the internet. Like, is there any way I can make money off of that? And so it started, I think my first brand deal was with, I don't know, it might've been Babe Rose, but I actually don't think I got paid for that. So I think that's, that was like my ladder though, Mm -hmm. because sent me Babe Rose and I was like, I'm going to run with this shit and I'm going to post this. Like I did get paid for it. Right. 
And then from there, it kind of started growing like a little bit. And I would get like these $200 deals for a video and then it would keep going up. And then like, I think my first real video was with Bumble. Gotcha. And then I started working for Bumble and I've literally been with Bumble for the last two years. So, so it was like, it was kind of a slow roll. And then once I actually got, you know, somebody to represent me, it was like, I can breathe and I don't need like negotiate with people because I don't know how to do that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. weird to like negotiate for yourself. Like that's weird. Totally. And it's an extra stress. It's like, you're already trying to be like a creative and then on yeah. top of that, you have to be like your own like lawyer. <laughs> yeah, literally like I have to look at contracts. I'm like, um, yeah, if you don't post this, you're getting sued for a million dollars. So I'm like, okay. Didn't see that in the fine print. My bad. Oh my um, God. That's so funny. That's so interesting. So do you think that your success with Vine helped with your success in on TikTok? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. I think I actually talk about this. I've, I've talked about this like once or twice because I was like, it's kind of funny that I... I don't, I wouldn't say I blew up on Vine, but at the time, I think for, for where everybody was at for apps in uh, the internet, I think 80 something thousand followers was a, was a huge. Yeah. Win. Cause like very few people on Vine had like, Oh, like a million points, something, you know what I mean? Like there weren't as many people, but uh, I would say like getting on TikTok and kind of the same thing happening either it was a coincidence or it was, you know, a cocktail of people flooding over from this wave of vine mixed in with also just, you know, maybe me doing the things that like I'm supposed to be doing and like it working out for me again. So it was like, I got that chance on vine, but then I never did anything with it. Like I never did a brand deal. I never made money off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, coincidental could be yeah it's it's true what you said it it could be just like a mix of both you know and that makes sense you know I think it's super cool that um you know I got to I got to do it twice so yeah yeah that is really cool and like other people like that have a girl named Ali a creator Ali Yost she's a makeup artist um and she was actually not I don't think she did makeup on Vine and I remember following her on Vine and she was she I think she was just being funny all the time and then she did the same thing she hit a million wow so it's kind of funny like again like you grow up with these other Vine people and it's really cool because then you're like we all made it like look at over here. like not saying I made it but like oh my god look we're all on the same platform again like yeah I mean you made it like you made this your job you made it that is the dream of a lot a of weird people. it's a weird uh, it's a weird thing to say but <laughs> but it's true and you like it's really admirable like it truly is because I oh. think so many people want want that they want to be able to just be their own boss work from home and like you're doing it and enjoying it and and you're bringing laughter to people, which is like just so wonderful, you know? Yeah. Like, brought like you got people through the pandemic. <laughs> that, like, that's all I wanted. Like literally, that's that's all I wanted. I just like yeah. 
my favorite thing is just making people laugh, making myself laugh. Honestly, I think I make myself laugh more than I make anybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Switching gears. I want to talk a little bit about your music because you also are a musician Mm -hmm. and you're part of a band and (laughs) have you always done music or was this something that recently has come up for you? And then how do you think that like both kind of fuel each other, sort of your job and, and mm. music side? I have, I've, I've played, I played guitar when I was 14 years old. I wrote, I started writing songs when I was 14. High school was pretty heavy music for me. Like I was, I was doing it a lot. And then I got to college and it totally fell off. Cause I was like, I'm going to party. I'm going to make friends. I'm going to kiss people. Like that was my whole as you should. Yeah. Like that. I was like, mm, nah. so I remember I, what really happened was high school music, college, no music after college, I went through a really bad breakup and I came home. Well, this whole thing happened where basically my ex and I, he broke up with me in Thailand and then we were supposed to move to LA. And, um, I was very lost because I was supposed to be somewhere else. And then I had to come back and pick up my own pieces and figure out what the hell I'm going to do with my life. And that was like, couldn't have been the more perfect time to pick back up on music. And so I started writing songs as kind of like this therapy session for me. And once I started doing it, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm okay at it. Like, let's keep doing it. And then I um, started jamming with my two friends and it was just like wonderful. It was like wonderful to do that. And so by 2020 pandemic hits, I'm like all for music. And it's, it's really what I'm doing. It's like music and TikTok is like all I'm doing. And so then we started kind of a band and all that. And so I feel like what really helped with the music was my TikTok. And, you know, we, it, it was fueling each other in a way. And then our band broke up. And then like, so the last kind of year I've been trying to figure out my own sound and like, what, what do I want to come out with? And like, it really is such a freaking long process. Like you really think it's not going to be. And you're like, yeah, I got it all under control. And then you're like a year goes by and you're like, wait, what the fuck? I know. So yeah. So I, I think it's just, it's been a long journey for the music life, but I have, I just write all the time and, you know, perfecting a song is really difficult because you can just like run down this loophole of like, oh my God, yeah, that's what I want in the studio. And then you listen back and you're like, what the fuck was that? So it's been, it's been a challenge, but it also has been such a, like a great challenge because it's hard. And I like, I like that. I like being challenged in the sense of like, what do I do next with this? So yeah, that's like the catch up with the music stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so interesting. And I feel like it's one of those things like where it's it's hard, but it's something you love. So mm-hmm. you keep going at it because it's like a puzzle. <laughs> Almost like we got to figure this out. Like this is like it's like an enjoyable task to yeah. do that. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. Playing live is like my favorite thing in the world playing live is my favorite thing in the world studio time is the scariest thing in the world to me Mm. and you know again like 
I felt nothing but support from like everybody, which is great. It's just like one of those things that I got to like pick up the pace because it's hard to juggle both. It really is like, yeah, is like how we were talking about to calculate my videos and to calculate my jokes and bits and things like that. And what's on the schedule. It's like, it's hard to fit in what's gonna, what's gonna be the priority of the week. So is it going to be music or is it going to be videos? You know what I mean? It's like, cause it can't be both. Like it literally can't, which sucks. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So yeah. So, but it's, again, it's like juggling. Yeah, totally. So now that, you know, it sounds like you're in a really great place doing the things that you love and what do you see in the next, you know, couple of years? Like, what are your hopes to, with both of these things as you look in the future? It's okay if you don't see anything. <laughs> I definitely feel like my time is coming to leap from the social media side of things. And I, I want, I've never said this like out loud for some reason I don't believe in myself all the time. So I'm like, I would like to be in front of the camera, whether that's my own segment or interviewing people or being a personality. Like, I just feel like I, you know, last month I went to LA and I did this shoot and it was my first time on a set and they were like, be yourself. And I was like, dope down. And then I realized, wow, I really like that. I really enjoyed that. That was really natural for me. So I I feel like I want to get in the direction of television or my own segment or YouTube, something that's just a little bit different while also using social media, but not having that be like my backbone. And then for music, I would say like really just putting out my first EP, like um, that's what I'm working on right now and playing live shows and doing my own mini tour, like that would be sick. So yeah, those are, those are the two on the menu. I I see that for you. I really do. I totally understand your vision, like for sure. Oh. <laughs> like cross our fingers and toes because it's gonna it's gonna take some work. But um, but yeah. So what it's what have been done before? It's been done before. So but like, what about you? Like, I feel like like you could do anything in the next five years for acting. Like, what yeah. would what number? one thing that you could see yourself I think that like with acting it's it's a lot of it is out of your hands Mm. so that is what is tough about being an actor because you rely on you know casting and and whether or not you're right for a role and so you can do everything you can to be prepared for that you know prepared for the Mm. opportunity going to acting classes doing a good great self-tape but I've done the other side and it's like someone could be the most amazing actor and have the best audition, but if they don't fit the role or fit the other people that are already cast or whatever the case is, they're not going to get the job. And it's not that they couldn't have done anything else, you know? So a lot of it is out of my hands, but I think the goal of like every actor is to be able to just live off acting, (laughs) but that's like the percentage of that is like ridiculous. Like I think like of of people in the union, it's like 3% only mm-hmm. live off acting. Because even famous people aren't just living off acting. Like they're doing, you know, a credit card commercial or like, you know, right. or 
you know? So it's like, yes, they're still doing something that's adjacent to it, but like, they still have to like hustle and like find other ways. Uh, Sydney Sweeney had like a really great little blurb about this. I forget what magazine it was for, but where she talks about that, where she's like, I can't just like do euphoria and be like, cool, I'm good. You know, like, she's like, I have to be like, doing this doing that and like you know she's gotten all these like deals with like different makeup brands and whatever else and she's like you know you can't survive on just that because it's like you get before you could actually like pre-streaming services you could because made money off of um, residuals and like them playing your episodes but now you're on hbo like uh, netflix you know all these different platforms so you're just getting like one lump sum of money that's way less than you would have probably gotten. Yeah. It's kind of like, I think that's where I'm at now is like figuring out what do I want to do that's going to continue to allow me to act, but still fuel me in a different way. And mm-hmm. so that's sort of my journey at the moment is figuring that part out. But I hope in the next five years, I book some significant TV work. I would love to be you know have a successful career in tv so that's sort of my vision so we'll see but you never know (laughs) you never know where no that's such a good goal like i it's so you're you're so right like the acting industry like the industry in general has just shifted to to accommodate social media i feel like and like streaming and instant gratification I think that's like the number one word right for everything so it's just I I read that as well like the whole Sydney Sweeney thing like she was like not making any money off of euphoria and like a lot of people are like that unless you're like Kate Winslet and you're making like half a million dollars like on per episode like you're, you're not making that much and then you're like like she's a vet though that's the thing she paid her dues. She paid her dues. She's been there, you know? And yeah. so like, now it's like, if you're a young actor, it's like, you're, you know, you get your lump sum and then you're paying your agent and your manager, like, you know, like right, yeah. you're paying out the people that are help, like helping your career. Yeah. And then at that level, you're like your PR person, your makeup person, your stylist, your, you know, and it's like, going up with nothing like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's tough. So one thing I like to close every episode out with is asking what keeps you life curious? So what keeps you learning? What fuels that like curiosity inside of you? What are you constantly trying to like learn about or get better about or whatever, whatever keeps you interested? I would say what keeps me interested and intrigued is I really love to observe like other people. I find it fascinating. I just find everybody else fascinating, like total opposites of me. Somebody just like me. Like I just, I think that's kind of what fuels me and especially other creatives. Like that's, what's going to help me be me. And I feel like it's just like, it's, it's motivating to watch other people. And like, like I said, creatives, actors, actresses, musicians, I think every walk of life, like I just, I become very obsessed with. So, um, I don't know. I think, I think people in general, people, women, especially like women in comedy, I think that's like, 
I don't know. Again, I have such a niche thing where it's like comedy and music and all these other things that I'm about. So it's like really everybody like is somewhat giving me inspiration throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's so wonderful. And I just want to reiterate that I think it's really great all the work you're doing and it's so admirable that you're able to, you were able to take something that you enjoy doing and you made it your job and you hustled for it. And like, now you're at the place you're at where you can do this as your job and then still be able to do more things that feel like your soul and everything else. And I think that that's just like the goal, I think for creatives in general, like all of us are trying to get to that place of like, just filling our days with mostly things that we want to be doing, you know? And so I really like admire you and I commend you for doing that work. Thank you. Warms my heart. I was like, like, I still look up to you. Like, so for for everybody listening, Ashley came to my school and like (laughs) sorority work, like, and this is what we're both doing now. I just find it so funny. Like, you know, like we, I feel like we instantly clicked back in the, so I'm, I'm super proud of you. I'm super happy for you following your dream, like doing the damn thing. And I really appreciate having me on here. So thank you so much for being on here and we'll have to have you back like in a year and we'll see where you're at. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And we'll see your journey and you'll be like, yes, I now have this team and that team and I have a segment and that. <laughs> Brian. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Pia. This Thank is- you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Curious Women. If you're enjoying the podcast and this season, I am asking that you help support us in one of four ways. The first way would be to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. The second way would be to leave a rating and review. Rating and reviews are very important to new podcasts. It helps boost the podcast on the platform. The third way would be to share the podcast with your friends and family via social media, email, text message, and share what you love most about the podcast. And the last way to support the podcast is to sign up for your Audible 30-day free trial through our affiliate link, which is www.audibletrial.com forward slash Life Curious Women. Life Curious Women is an Audible affiliate partner, and every time someone signs up, we get a little bit of support from them. Talk to you next week. And don't forget to stay life curious.